You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Welcome back to the Rachel LaForce Show. That's right. It's me, Rachel LaForce, and this is my show. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. It's like Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family, except there's no super salad or breadsticks. Sorry to break the news. Could you imagine? Breadsticks would be pretty good merch, if we're being honest. I uh, This is a spiritual podcast from me, a comedian, for people who quote-unquote aren't spiritual. What I mean by that is I'm offering my unique, dare I call it unique myself, uh, but my own lens and take of what does it mean to be spiritual in the modern age. Uh, I'm not saying I'm like a modern mystic or modern spiritual teacher. Like I'm not labeling it anything other than saying... I think that we have a huge need in the world, especially here in America, uh, here as women, uh, as business owners, as um, folks in the media, uh, folks raising families, all of the things, uh, we're buying things that dictates so much of our culture and power and how things happen that I think that there is a more awakened way to do that. I think um, there are amazing spiritual teachers out there that really will help you connect with your guides and walk you through past lives and how to meditate and there's psychedelics and there's mental health and that all of these things are fantastic and I speak to all of these things. But a lot of what I really want to lend my voice to is how can we ground those things and actually begin to create a better and more prosperous world for ourselves so that way that we're hopefully lighting up ourselves, our communities, our families, and that will catch like wildfire and we can actually make some true sustainable change and progress, not just banning things and, you know, um, calling it progress. <sighs> Can you tell? I'm just, and that's a lot of it too, right? They say in comedy, it's like you got to talk about the things that annoy you. Like whenever people come to me for coaching and they're like, oh, I'm feeling in a rut. I don't know what to talk about. And um, here's a freebie. This is a freebie. This is one of the first things I do with people when they come to me for creative coaching. And I say, what are the things that you want to, again, this is free advice, you guys. People pay me the big bucks for this. Um, what are the things that you want to expose or explore about yourself? And what are the things that you want to expose and explore about the world? And that's actually become so much about the driving force of what I want to do with my own voice. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of changes and movements in this podcast and, um, and with me. So anyway, you're like, okay, get to it. Um, and I can feel you thinking that and, and I, and I'm hip to it. Um, but in the event that this was your first time here, uh, I wanted to welcome you a good old Rachel LaForce long winded welcome. You heard it here first. We're talking about the comments section. 
We're breaking it down. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you know that over the last two weeks, I have been talking and going hard um, at the idea of the comments section. Everyone's just anger and angst. Um, Also, really quick, I want to note, if you can hear a vacuum in the background, I apologize. Our lovely cleaning woman is here. Uh, We're having a, a sprinkle for our son here at our house on Sunday. So she's doing me a favor and fitting me in last minute uh, on a Friday. So she is so gracious and we love her. So anyway, she's here uh, literally doing God's work and getting <laughs> helping me get this house together since I can't bend over. <laughs> Very pregnant. So anyway, if you can hear that, I apologize. Um, okay, so we're talking about the comment section. This is going to be an ongoing conversation and here's why. Uh, it's nuanced. It's a huge thing to talk about. I'm only one perspective, one voice. There are people that have written dissertations on this, full books, panels, people way more educated as to the um, trajectory, the timeline of how we got here. So I'm just going to offer you some hot riffs, some hot riffs. As to what I've observed, what I think this is a symptom of, how is it possible to fix it? What do we do? What does it mean? What is it showing us? First of all, it's showing us that we are just as annoying as we think we are. That's the first thing that it's that it's showing to us. Let me walk you through how all this happened. So very exciting that I've had a lot of movement and folks that have joined my uh, Instagram which is great. That's the whole point of showing up every day to a social media platform is uh, hopefully people will begin to show up to see you as well. So I'm stoked on that. I was not expecting, so I had a video go viral, two videos go viral in the same week, which is very weird. Um, And the funniest thing was my favorite comment out of all of them, well, there's a couple good ones, but this was definitely top three, was uh, you're bad at storytelling. And I wanted to go, arguably a million and a half people disagree with you. Hard pass. Um, but that's what I mean. People just feel like they can just say whatever they want, you know? Um, it's just like live hecklers all the time. Like, I will actually say that, that even when I come up against hecklers again with stand-up, I'm like, this has just made, this has been just a prep school for those interactions, it's like, give me a freaking break. There's also this, you know, the element of like hyper individuality that's played into all of this as well, where we all think that like, well, it, here's what I think. And it, here's my opinion. We, we don't need that. We don't need that. We, we have all been, and yes, I believe that we're all special and we're all this, we're all that. I also believe that we're all delusional in our own ways, and we're all a little full of ourselves in our own ways. And, and we all think that we're a little bit more important than we are. I think two, two things can be true at once. You know, it's like, that's the other thing when everyone's like, you're prosperous, you're growing, you're flowing, you're all these things. I'm like, yeah, you are. And everybody's not going to like you. And here's why. Maybe you annoy yourself. You know, like I annoy the crap out of myself. Um, most, most of the time. Um, so that's okay. Let me take it back. So I always love that I say that I think I was misdiagnosed and I'm not actually ADD. And then I record one of these podcasts and I'm like, who are you? Are you kidding? You could be the poster child for ADHD at this point. 
So I had two videos go viral in one week. Uh, not something that I have experience with. And I feel like lame saying that because it's like, oh, yeah, two videos go viral. Yeah, there's people with like 30 million followers. No one gives a shit about your two like million viewed videos. The point is not there's no hard flex happening here. OK, can I be very clear about that? I just was not prepared for the experience of what it actually means of a million people viewing something. Also, relax. I know that views doesn't mean that it was a hundred or like a million different people, whatever. The point is, it's a lot more people than typically get to have an opinion on your stories in your life. Okay. So one of the videos I shared was about an interaction that I had with a gentleman uh, at the hospital. Okay. I'm going to give you the quick recap of the story so we can move forward. Here was the original story, okay? I was going for a doctor checkup uh, and we are all waiting on the outside of the elevator. This is the main lobby of the hospital, okay? Main lobby, waiting to get into an elevator. Elevator door is open. A very elderly couple, super, super heavy set man, clearly was very sick, in the wheelchair. His wife, equally frail, is trying to pull him you know, off of the elevator, right? So obviously, uh, we're not monster trash humans. So, excuse me, so we give them precedence, right, to come off the elevator. Well, God bless them. But by the time that they got out of the way of the, the crowd of people, the doors had now closed, right? We were not, based off of how these people were coming off the elevator, there was not a way to press the button to like hold the elevator, Okay. Okay, did we hear that part? Because a lot of people didn't hear that part, all right? Then this man shows up out of nowhere, just with like a tweed jacket and etiche case and double masked, and throws himself at the double doors as though somehow, I don't know where he saw that in a TikTok or something, that it was somehow going to just magically keep the doors open. And then he turns and looks me directly in the eye and just goes, oh, no one was going to push the button? Now, my friends, I know enough to know that these people are dangerous, okay? You don't engage these people in the wild. Do you understand? I'm not even talking about when people are like, yeah, Rachel, you shouldn't, like, you never know who has a gun, and I'm not minimizing gun violence in any way, shape, or form. But I'm saying, I was not, uh, this is a different personality than someone who's potentially dangerous. I'm talking about the people, like, in line at the post office, you know, that it's, there's like a long line, nobody's moving and everybody's an adult there and they're all going, yeah, this is what happens when you come to the post office. What you thought today was going to be the day that they were going to suddenly be like, you know what, we should make this more efficient. And there's always somebody in line who's like, I can't believe this is, it's taking forever. It's taking forever. What are they even doing? And they want you to join in on whatever craziness that they're doing. Those kind of folks. That's what I'm talking about. You know, the woman who's always like got something wrong with her. You know, that one, she's like, yeah, well, you know what? Which the doctor, they misdiagnosed me. They misdiagnosed me. And now I'm on, you know, four different types of rat poison medicine, you know, and they, and they can't figure it out, you know, and it's, so I'm suing them now, you know, like those people where you're just like, that's a different, that's just a special kind of crazy. You know what I'm talking about? So that's what, that was the energy that this man was giving off. Do you understand? And so typically I will never engage people like this. Why? Because I'm sane. Okay. But on this particular morning, this guy will not stop 
Now the elevator doors have opened. Everybody has gotten onto the elevator. This guy still won't let it go and is huffing and puffing that we have all made him late. And I don't know what's happened to me recently. And maybe it's just that I've always been such a people person. I let people do and say whatever they want to. That something has happened to me where, and I'm not looking for the drama. Like I can't even like watch Bravo anymore. Cause I'm just like, this just all feels boring. You know, like there's something almost boring to me about high drama now. So I'm not looking for it, but when situations like this present themselves to me, I'm no longer interested in just like letting people be jackasses. Like I'm like, I'm going to participate in the world a little bit more. So this seemed like a good place to start. I'm sure you agree. Um, and so then I just finally started engaging with this guy and I was like, dude, it is not our fault that you're late. And he's going on and on. And I said, sir, if you actually believe that I was supposed to push these old people out of the way to hold the door for you, you are delusional. You know, and he's still, he just was so rude. Anyway, gets off the elevator. It's all fine. I'm now super embarrassed that I have made this interaction happen in front of these other people in the hospital. And I said, hey, you know, I apologize. I shouldn't engage him. Um, I hope everybody here has a good day. <laughs> and then they all go, no, 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 you were right. <laughs> um, so thank you. Clap, 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 clap. That is the end of the story. That's it, right? The amount of people who didn't hear me or because of their life experiences heard me say something different or just wanted to troll me or believe that they are somehow just so much better of a person than me that they would have done it differently was astonishing to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm a comic. Here's like this like funny story that happened. I'm super pregnant. Let me tell this story. That's literally what I'm thinking. It never even occurred to me that people would be like, would watch that and then go, you're a bad person. <laughs> like one woman just goes, you're wrong. I want to be like, okay, follow up. You know what I mean? It's like those, when, when you'd have to like show your work, you know, like on a math test, it's like, okay, can you show me how you got that answer? Um, I just feel like you're coming into my home. So, you know, you could kind of tell me why you think that. Gretchen. Um, so that was just one example where I realized like the amount of people that told me that they would have pushed the button, that I'm clearly a bad person because I didn't push the button again, where it was like, I already said that I said why there were 10 other adults standing around who were all doctors and medical professionals, by the way. So I'm going to guess have some ounce of empathy, uh, because they're in the work of, I don't know, saving people's lives. Okay. <laughs> And nobody was able to push the button because there was an elderly couple that took precedence. All right. So the amount of you that were like, ah, I want to push the button. It's like, no, you wouldn't. And you also clearly are a bad listener because you didn't hear what I said. That was the first story. The second story I told was a dating horror story just because, you know, I don't talk a ton about dating on my Instagram and I offer, uh, you know, a lot of like life insights and things like that. And I forget because I'm not dating um, I mean, my husband and I are always dating each other. Do you know what I mean? Just to keep it spicy. I love when people say that. I'm still dating my spouse. All right. We get it. You're in therapy and like watch memes. We get it. Um, can you watch a meme? Anyway. So because I'm not, you know, obviously actively dating and I forget there are so many people out there that that's such a huge part of their life and what they're navigating. So I was like, let me share this story to kind of normalize how, you know, even when we're out there looking for 
our person that more than likely we're going to meet a lot of idiots before we meet our person. So I share this story of, I mean, I must've been, I just had moved to LA. So this was like nine years ago. Excuse me. Very pregnant. Nine, nine years ago. And the cliff notes version of this story is I go to, uh, it was called the bungalow. It's still there. It's in Santa Monica. Don't go. It's bad unless you're like, unless you just like you want to do coke, then go there. Otherwise, there's really no reason to go. And so it's just like a stuffy club where everybody's like too into themselves and whatever. And like people go there to do drugs. So anyway, go to the bungalow and I meet this like beautiful Armenian prince. And I'm like, and he's like, you're so beautiful. Like I had to tell you, you know, we exchange information, whatever. So I'm telling everybody, I'm like, I have met my Armenian prince and my world is about to change. Okay. Like watching the the princess diaries being like, I'm ready for this. And so then he calls the next day, we set up a date. And then the guy who comes to get me is not my Armenian prince. Now here's the detail that I didn't put in the story because I'm a good storyteller. Okay. I had met this man because everyone's like, you're like, before they even got to the rest of the story, they're like, and I understand, obviously human trafficking, like human trafficking is a very real thing. Um, Even just women and, and people in general, but specifically women like are at super high risk of like, if we are not making super smart decisions, following our intuition, you know, with dating, we can get ourselves into some really scary situations. I'm not denying that. Again, I would hope that the majority of my work will show where I stand on all of these things. Also, please remember that I'm a comedian and that nobody is getting out of here alive. Okay, relax. So what I didn't tell in the story because I didn't want to make the story not as compelling because I'm good at what I do, I didn't mention that I had met this guy. He was obviously like this Armenian prince wasn't like hanging out of the bungalow by himself, like reading Walden in the corner or some shit. Okay. He's there with like his group of homies. And so I had met this guy that evening. So it was just one of the other guys and I got hoodwinked and he was like, well, I really want to take you out. So I asked this guy for your number, whatever. I in no way, shape or form felt that I was in danger at any time during this. The story was not supposed to be this harrowing tale of how I almost lost my life. It was a comedy story, comedy story, comedic story. She'll get there where <laughs> it's like, everyone's like shocked. You're not further along. I am. Um, So I knew this guy, I no way, shape or form felt that I was in danger in any way, shape or form. I thought that this story was just going to be something funny to share with people. Right. So I like let this guy take me out on a date and you know, he like drives this sweet Porsche, but like I'm all dressed up because I thought the Armenian prince was going to pick me up and we were going to like Nobu in Malibu or something. Okay. This man has like high end sweats on, which like, of course he does. It's Los Angeles. And then takes me to a veggie grill. Also, the amount of conversations about the legitimacy of veggie grill in the comments. Hilarious. Very strong, loyal audience uh, veggie grill has. Clientele. I don't think you call them audience members if they eat at your restaurant. You can tell how much I know about restaurants. And um, 
Anyway, it was one of those dates where like somebody pretends or maybe he was super into me, but it's just like people who like they're like, yeah, like overly making eye contact and like really laughing at all your jokes and just like being like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, oh, I just feel like so connected to you. It's like, no, you don't. I know you don't because I feel no connection at all during this. Um, and then at the end of the date, we're leaving veggie girl. He's going to take me home and out of nowhere, he opens up the door for me and then takes my hand, shoves it up his shirt, like as though he's trying to like wash secrets off the inside of my hand, just aggressively against his abs is rubbing it against his abs. And then just goes, do you feel that? That's dedication. And stares at me and then pulls his my hand out from underneath his shirt and then just ushers me into the car. I still have so many follow-up questions for this man. What that means like you would be dedicated to me? Did you just want me to feel your abs? Should I tell somebody else about your dedication? Like, do you need a reference? Like, what is what's happening right now? And then obviously, like, I let him take him home, you know, take me home, whatever. Of course, he tries to kiss me. I don't let him kiss me because I'm not a complete moron. Um, and then he calls and texts me for another month and I never respond. And then finally, he, you know, gives up. So that's the story. Okay. But the amount of people who only focused on where it was like, I can't believe you got in the car with him. Or I started the the story by making a joke about that going to bungalow was so expensive via Uber that it like, you know, cost my rent or whatever. And then everyone's like, well, if you could take an Uber, like why didn't, like so many sleuths on the internet, you know, I was like, how many of you are, you know, just like the loved ones of Sherlock Holmes because you're all just on the case, okay? And then the amount, there was another woman was like, how can you say that it was many, many moons ago? Like she was mocking me. And she's like, how can you say it was many, many moons ago? And then also say that there, like, that there was Uber. And I just responded back in all caps, because it's my story. Okay? Like, here's the first thing people don't understand. Because even when people, you know, like, have to, if I'm making a story about something that has to do with your intuition, and I don't say every single thing about your intuition, undoubtedly, somebody who's like, yeah, I'm smarter than you, feels that they have to tell me their hot take on intuition or why I didn't say the right thing. And it's just like, friends, I improvise these. Every single video, including this podcast right now, I'm improvising. These are just my thoughts that are happening off the top of my head. Now, longevity, is this the smartest thing to do in the world of cancel culture and every and anything that you say can and will be held against you in the court of Twitter? Uh, probably not, especially when I'm this pregnant and exhausted and like words aren't even being formed. Do you understand? But again, I don't want to take this work too seriously. I don't want to take myself too seriously because that's when I feel like we get ourselves into trouble. I'm not saying now I'm going to kind of like zoom out a little bit and talk about these like culture wars and everything that's happening and why everybody feels so riled up to just say everything in the comments and prove their point and jab and like my team and all the shit that's happening. It's like, I'm not saying that it is not real. And I'm also not saying that it is not very, very much affecting so many of us in a variety of ways. And that I don't take lightly. 
But when it comes to talking about it, especially on social media, first of all, if I'm the end all be all of the voice that you're listening to, we need to have some more conversations. You know, I'm like nowhere on my profile at all. Am I going, this is fact. This is fact. Like relax, relax. Okay. So many of the quote unquote problems, so much of this chaos, so much of this noise. This was not created in 2016. This was not created in 2020. We have just been having a front row seat. We are all at the IMAX motherfucking theater, okay, for the explosion of anger. We all have a a, a ringside seat to the UFC fight that is darkness and light right now. That's what we're experiencing. But if you for a second think that all of that has been created because of somebody's video that you didn't 100% agree with, and that's why the world is the way it is, I encourage you to take a walk because that is not the reality. You know, there, there are the, the systems that are in place right now have been building and building and building and building. So if you think for a second that because you repost something that you are somehow making the change or Tennessee, you believe that if you ban drag shows that suddenly now that's real change. Or if you think that, you know, Biden's an asshole because he was in Ukraine instead of being in Ohio, that somehow you have your finger on the pulse of politics. I'm not saying that all of these things don't have validity and nuance. But I am really trying to find a way to better educate myself so that I can bring some of these things to the table and begin to break them down in a way that is not so black and white. I 1000% believe that Biden should have been in Ohio rather than in Ukraine. But you want to know what? We've created a global economy where people have become billionaires by not having to pay taxes in the States. And so they've globalized everything. And now we have this entire economy that's set up that nobody gives a fuck about you. And if you in one way, shape or form even believe that there's anyone working in the government right now that cares about you, I don't know, at all enough over themselves that they're going to do something different that there is a good side or a bad side or that, you know, that anybody on the right who's going, oh, well, I'm going to close my eyes because I'm a, a good Christian and so I'm praying. You think any of these people are representing you? I want you to wake up a little bit. And people are always like, well, yeah, I really liked you. And then you started talking about politics and you lost me. And then there's so many spiritual teachers too. And people are like, oh, I don't watch the news anymore. And it's like, yeah, I agree. Again, this whole thing I've been talking about of the currency of chaos versus the currency of peace. And I think that there is a way to use these spiritual practices to become more aware of our mental health, to wake up in our own way so that we can look at the landscape of everything that's happening and be able to make more sense of it. Because we're all so asleep at the wheel that none of it makes sense. And so then we're angry. And then we're angry at our neighbors. Because if only our people were in power, then this wouldn't be this way. Our our system is no longer designed. And I'm not saying, because someone's going to go, oh, what do you want to move to another country then, Rachel? Because again, that's not what I'm saying. Let's work on our listening. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, if you don't think that you can critique something 
that's scary to me. That's a scary place to live. That's a scary place to be. We should be able to ask for better. We deserve better. Even if on this big scale, nothing changes because it's this monolith that has created itself over generations and generations and generations. And the wealth gap is so great now that it's like, it's actually better worth our energy to focus on our communal peace, on our internal peace while still fighting the good fight. I'm into it. But this idea that if people talk about politics, that it's like rude or it's like, oh, well, now you lost me. It's like, where are you at that you're unwilling? Like, again, this idea of like, like, this is something I've been thinking about a lot where it's like any time there was something I saw and it was like, um, this were, these were like all of the things that liberals put through that ruined our economy or something. And some of them were terrible policies. It was like, yeah, somebody should have read this and know that this financial policy was not going to benefit the majority of people, right? But the reason that I give that example was, I was like, but this isn't about like, oh, well now all the, the Democrats are idiots and it's like, oh, that the, the Republicans would have done it better or that all, that, you know, all Republicans vote like Ted Cruz or like, like we've created either side. It's like if they do, what am I trying to say? Let me back up. I'm just like so in it because we have labeled these things so specific of blue and red, uh, progress or conservative and like whatever way, whichever way you sit, cause there may be some of you that are here and like, you know, super conservative. I don't know. I would assume the majority of you probably don't lean super conservative, but listen, I'm glad you're here either way. But where we get ourselves into trouble is it's because it's like, well, anything that the opposite side does, then it's like, ah, see, yep, that's why it's all wrong. It's like, or maybe both sides have like some pretty decent ideas. And that's also why we're hindering peace because it's now become about these people and their personalities and their livelihood. It's like, it's a show. It's a good, let's talk about Bravo TV. I mean, Andy Cohen couldn't even create a show as captivating as mainstream legacy news right now as what's being created. Because it's not about us. It's not about policy. Stop banning things. Fix my roads. Fix my roads. (laughs) Make sure you're paying teachers enough that they want to stay and teach people. Let's figure out a way to like actually empower these situations. Like, just the things in which we're doing and, and calling it any sort of progress one way or the other, like this is not progress. We are not progressing at all in one way or the other. And so much of that has happened. And I know it's just been ramped up every year since 2016. And I understand that so many of us have temporarily lost rights or there are rights being taken away right now. There are, I'm, I, these are very serious things. You know, it's like we still have huge inherent, uh, systematic racism and we, we still have a friend of mine recently found out that her license was suspended 
um, from like an old past, like reckless driving charge or something. And somehow, I mean, this was like years ago. And then all of a sudden it populated because of course that the government is behind. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, it's mandatory. It's like, it's mandatory now I'm losing my license. This happened how many years ago? The whole point was as frustrating as it is for her. She was like, I couldn't imagine being somebody, you know, she's like, I have other resources. I have other people that can take me where I need to go. And I was like, well, this is exactly why we have systems that are designed to take care of certain people. And by certain people, I mean, primarily upper middle-class white people, right? Um, or just people with money in general. Uh, these systems were not designed, like, I mean, they were strategically designed, and I understand to talk about this like this way day to day, most people would not want to be my friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm always like, how can we but like make it funny, though? You know, it's like always that that joke, like make it like tired, but like make it fashion. Like, that's how I feel of like, you know, um, talk about our like toxic cultures that are suffocating everybody, but make it comedy. <laughs> um so that's what I mean when like so much of this exploration of what I want to talk about is like, yeah, how how do we do that? Because at this point, it is no longer like this is our job. It is now our individual responsibility to wake the fuck up or not. You also, you can just keep, you know, yelling at people in the comments section and doing your thing and feeling overrun and overwhelmed and oh the whole world's against me whatever that's fine I mean I like I'm not gonna get paid if you make a different choice you know what I mean I hope you do I would love for you to I think there's a much easier and compelling way for all of us to to exist in the way things function now in modern society in the modern world but I think there is a different way I don't think it's easy and that's the other thing, like, you know, my husband's always like, yeah, but how do you expect, Rachel, like, how do you expect people to do that when it's like, you know, everybody's just trying to pay their bills and get by and whatever. And it's like, I think it's healing in the same way that individual healing is. You know, the day I got sober, I wasn't like, well, we're going to fix it all today. It's like, no, I was motherfucking broken, dog. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, spending more money on incense than like food, you know, like I'm just like, oh my God, I just have to find stability. Just like taking more baths than taking extra shifts at work, you know, like I understand coming out of the cocoon of anything is not simple, I understand what I'm even proposing in this. I understand that even the majority of what I've said has not been highly um, poignant or smart. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said. Again, I'm 37 and a half weeks pregnant. Like I'm taking multiple naps a day. Like I'm not the beacon of facts at the moment. But it is something that I think it's worth to continue to speak to in this whole comment section thing was really what, you know, woke me up to it. So it, it really is that of like, I think it is the nuance. All of it is within the nuance of how we begin to heal. Cause I don't even think it's about fixing anything. We can't fucking fix anything yet. Look at us. We're all like running around like chickens with their head cut off. There's still people out there being like, you know, like, we're, we just got to the place where people wear merch that says therapy is cool, okay? We are just, we are in the basement floor of the house that is healing for us as a collective.
And I think we can do it. And I think most people want to. And I think I will be long gone by the time we're even really making a dent in all of this. But why the fuck like not try? Why not wake up? Why not choose something different when that choice is available to us? Again, it's that idea of like currency of chaos or currency of peace. Like there was something I posted on my Instagram. Uh, Dave Grohl uh, didn't tell anybody and like took his uh, like a smoker, I guess, uh, and like um, to like around Skid Row in L.A. and cooked for over like 500 people. And it's like that's what I'm talking about, the, the currency of peace, you know, like what are the things individually that we can do in our lives and our communities that witness to other people the change dare I say that we wish to see in the world how can we begin I mean it is those like everybody loves to be like random acts of kindness random acts of kindness which feels like very 1993 um I think we need a rebrand but how how can we build on that what does that look like for us now and how can we do that Because again, I'm not somebody where like, I believe the darkness is real. (laughs) You know, I'm not one of these like light workers where we're just going to stomp it out by coming together in Costa Rica for four days. Um, Listen, mama loves a good wellness, excuse me, a wellness retreat. But I'm just saying, you know, um, I think it's very important to be mindful that the darkness is very real. And it's really good at convincing you that the other side is dark. When in reality, it all is. It's all playing for the same team. And yeah, there's probably a lot of people in your communities or maybe folks that you don't know and they say things online and it feels hateful and hurtful and you don't understand and they feel dark and maybe some of them are really stuck in the dark. But I also think there's something very real to win you know, we have all been brainwashed over the last couple of years. I mean, it is very real that it's like, you know, if you think about like peer pressure when you're in high school and how hard it is to not want to do what everybody thinks is cool or, you know, anything like that, just anytime we feel that outside pressure, now knowing that we have all been susceptible to that for years and not in the way that you were in the 60s where it was like well the news is on one time a day right and it's like 10 minutes and they're like okay the world is ending see you tomorrow like it is non-stop all day long there's no need for that that's not news that's called fear and torture and we're just going to keep yelling the same thing over and over and over again so much so that it has people wanting to comment on my comedy video about I keep saying comedy video which is just hilarious and antiquated and I sound so old but you know commenting on my video of telling me that I'm wrong and that I'm a bad person because I didn't hit the button That's not symptomatic of my story. That's symptomatic of the greater cause of feeling that everyone, if they are not with you, that they are against you. And I tell people all of the time that I have had the privilege and the honor of being able to tour this great country multiple times. I've been able to tour through Europe. And have I seen the whole world? No. Is it just my experience? Sure. But I've seen enough to know that most people, want to get along. Most people want the same things. 
And most of the time when people are participating in these fear narratives about, you know, like uh, trans kids or uh, black people that are scary or, you know, all of these, you know, fat phobia and just all of these things, you know, abortion is always bad and we have to ban it because there's people who don't want to use birth control. So they've had 16 abortions and just these insane fucking narratives and stories. And I have to remember to have compassion for people who believe those and perpetuate those narratives and remember you have no life experience of knowing anything else. Maybe you haven't seen those things. You haven't met those people. You haven't, because that's the other thing. We can only see, we can only heal, we can only arrive to the things that we have experienced. So if we have been abused, I'm not making excuses for people, but this is what I'm talking about when it's this nuanced culture war. It's this nuanced situation. It's easy for us to side with our team because we have been told over and over and over and over and over and over again that the people who are doing this, the people that are saying this, uh, they're coming for you. You should fear them. You should fear them. I mean, the collective abuse... And I'm not going to apologize for using that word because that is what this is. It is mental and emotional abuse, emotional abuse more than anything over and over and over again. And the people that are doing it to us, the people in positions of power, they're laughing all the way to the bank. It's us that are destroying each other in our families, in our communities. And we're the ones that need to wake up. It's no more blaming the the patriarchy. It's no more blaming the Biden administration. It's no more blaming Trump. All of these things and all of these people participate 100%. But that is not getting us anywhere. And, you know, like posting mean things about other people in the comment section or if they really just only understood how woke you were. Or, you know, if only it's like if they had Jesus or whatever it is that you're posting. We're not getting anywhere. You know, it was like that, the, that again, just that thing where, you know, I'd said in my standup where I was like, I think I'm going to uh, post it as a clip where it was like, you know, if I'm like, hey guys, we really should think about saving the whales. Undoubtedly, I will have six people in the comments who are like, oh, so you don't care about sea turtles? And it's like, how and what I said was I like, you know what? Let's care about the whales and fuck everybody else. Like, that's not what I said. So if anything, it's like I'm choosing to see the comment section now as more as like this. This is the symptom. This this is the symptom. This is our sickness. This is what's happening. And I'm not talking about the trolls that are just like, you're fat. And it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Or it's like, mm. like you feel like like small golf clap. You know, it's like way to go trolls that like don't have pictures and shit like that. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about live humans, grown humans. I mean, the amount of women, white women, shocker, in their 60s, my boomer Karens, that were so rude to me in the comments. And then you go to their picture and it's just like them gardening with like their grandchild or something. And I'm like, how in the world are you going to post all this? Like you're just this sweet woman. And then just say these awful, also who helped you figure out your Instagram? Like where did all of you come over from Facebook? Number one. But you know, just the, that we would think that it would be okay to speak to people like that. Even people who we vehemently, disagree with. We have to find our way back. 
or we just have to find our way. Maybe we were never there to begin with. But, you know, do I believe that we're all going to get there? No. Do I believe that, you know, we're still going to have to listen to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I think, you know, I have compassion for. It's like clearly by all of her behavior, I'm like, you're really sick and hurting and there's a lot going on with you. So it's easy for you to be a nasty person to other people in the media, you know, or I mean, that was just the first example that I thought of, but just, you know, any of these personalities that are, you know, just, we're just being nasty where it's like, that's the other thing because it's like, well, they're on my side. So like you go girl. It's like, if people ever said half of these things, like if you knew these people in real life, and there were people like that in your circle that were speaking to other people like this. You would be like, what is wrong with you? You know, like maybe not some of you. Some of you are like, fuck yeah, man. Um, get in there, bro. So do I think I'm going to solve it in today's episode? No. Do I have a long way to go to even figure out how to really talk about it in a way that's educational, eloquent, creates action steps for us? Should you choose to take them? Yeah. But am I interested anymore in not participating in the full conversation because I'm scared I'm going to like offend people or lose people? Don't fucking care. Don't care anymore. Don't care. I'm not here to be liked. It'd be great. I I would love to be, you know, just like a Paul Rudd, just a Tom Hanks, you know, (laughs) Octavia Spencer. Everyone's just into it, you know? Um, but I'm okay if that's not what happens. I'm okay with that. Not that I'm like a martyr, you know. I'm not like, oh, throw myself on the tracks. Um, no, I'm still the comedian. I get up in front of people and go, please laugh and like me. Um, but I really do when I think about like, what is the value of my work? Why am I doing this? And it's like, I do. I want us to start to wake up. And even if it's just that that small awareness of, You know, like there was another woman, I don't know, again, some super rich white woman on Instagram and she posted um, her baby was just born and they went and stayed at some like $3,000 a night, like postpartum, uh, like hotel kind of place or something. And the amount of people that just ripped this woman apart of like, how privileged do you think you are and all these things. And I do think it was a blind spot. Like, in my opinion, it's like, when she was sharing about it, of like, hey, I want to share that like we had the opportunity to do this. I understand this is a very privileged thing. I like was so grateful we could do it. I think that like we should do more in America to like, like she could have had an entire conversation about maternity leave. She really could have. But also it's like maybe this woman, and I don't know her, so I'm just speaking freely, but it's like there is also the, the do I think that she deserved like vitriol in the comments? No. But it's also like, maybe this is just a white woman who likes being rich and white. That also could be very real. I mean, that's something I've been thinking about a lot when I'm like, God, I I always say that I think that people who like this idea of like perfection, especially amongst women, I think it's very boring. You know, like the amount of people now just taking that diabetic medicine to lose weight, you know, just to be skinny. I'm like, you have no idea what's in that medicine in long term, how you are going to destroy your body for the momentary to be like, now I'm a value because I'm skinny. I'm not taking away from 
the societal pressure still for women. We say all bodies are beautiful, but we know full and well that the majority still does not believe that. And even the majority of people who say that, like Jennifer Hudson or uh, Oprah, all these women that have been like, all bodies are beautiful. And now they're all hawking this medicine. Anyway, not to go on a tangent, but I'm just saying where it's like, I find the need to look perfect or be perfect. I think it's really boring because I'm like, well, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. Like how boring. Um, but it's also taken me a really long time to get to that place. And I'm also still susceptible to wanting to be, like I said, liked or, you know, pretty. I'm, you know, I've put on 30 pounds in this pregnancy. I'm also somewhere. It's like, Oh, how long is it going to take me to lose it? And what if I never, it's like, we'll figure it out. You got bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? Like, it's no big deal. I'm sure there's so many things I actually wanted to say today, specifically about the comments section and what that means and what it's showing us as to where we are. Um, But you know what? Right now, it's just about showing up and getting on the mic. So I really appreciate you guys being here with me. Um, I have a couple more solo episodes coming out to you. uh, And then I've got uh, some really great and exciting interviews that I'm so excited to share with you. Uh, I'm not certain yet if the pod is going to go on a little bit of a hiatus while I'm settling in uh, with our son or kind of what that's going to look like. So I will keep you abreast of all of the changes and stories and all of the things. But for right now, we will still be coming to you. If you guys like this podcast, please share it. Uh, my goal is to be the number one uh, crossover spirituality and comedy podcast. We can do it. Uh, I keep saying it out loud so that I will believe it. Uh, and one day uh, we're going to be there. I'm going to go, hey, remember when I just like said that thing and didn't know if it was true? Uh, we did it. I think that's hashtag manifesting, right? Is that what they say? I am so glad you guys are here. Again, if you like the podcast, please uh, share it on a social media platform. Uh, Just tell a friend. Uh, Again, that's actually the biggest way. I don't ever, when people are like, I love this podcast, but if somebody in real life is like, oh, you should listen to this one, I'm typically more apt to do so. Uh, Also, you can leave me a review. That is major and super helpful. Uh, Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Excuse me, so pregnant. So many Tums in my home. Oh, so many Tums. Um, if, uh, yeah, if you want to connect with me, you can leave me a voicemail. You can do that. Uh, my website is fully relaunched uh, officially at the end of next week, which is super exciting. So all of my offerings will be there. Uh, I am still onboarding. I have three spots left for one-on-one coaching. If that's something you would like to work with me on, I would absolutely love and be so honored to help and support you to get you where uh, you're wanting to be next, what you're working through. I'm really good at it and I'm a lot of fun. So if you're into it, I'm into it. Uh, I've got that. I also have our monthly video newsletter you can sign up for. It's videos like this that made just talking. Uh, And each month is uh, typically an energy read as to kind of what's going on. Uh, and how we're feeling. And uh, yeah, so all of the things, I'll put it in all of the show notes. I'm sure I've forgotten everything as my brain left me six weeks ago. Wow, baby brain is very real. Uh, I hope wherever you are, you're taking care of yourself. If you've got people beating you up in the comments, just remember uh, they're just comments and there are other people that, oh, Okay, I know you were like ready to turn off and maybe you already did. I've got to tell you this. This was like, okay, so it felt like a comment section thing in real life today and it was a huge reminder to me. 
So I was in like a uh, like a grocery store parking lot kind of thing. And I'm still pulling up behind this truck. And he's like throwing his hand like violently out the window, like trying to get me to stop. And I'm like, I'm not going to like run into the back of this guy's truck. And again, because I don't let people I'm wanting to figure when when people come at me with anger now, like in real places, again, where it's not like a potentially dangerous situation. I'm always interested to be like, let's figure out what this is a little bit. So I pulled up and he's still like just doing it. I rolled my window down and I said, yes. And he was like, well, there's an old man there and you were going to hit him. And I go, there's like this very feeble old man that's trying to make his way across, um, you know, from like where the store is to the parking lot. It's super windy. And he has like presumably his daughter helping him across the road. And I go, I wasn't going to hit him. I wasn't even pulled up behind you yet. And he goes, well, I don't know. I mean, everybody just like doesn't pay attention to old people. Boom. There it is. He wasn't angry at me. Something is going on with him. Either he's starting to feel old and that's something that's coming up for him. He's taking care of his elderly parents and feeling like nobody's listening to him. So I was like, ah, there it is. There's always a trigger. We do, you know, when people are saying and doing these things, it's not about me. People weren't angry at me that I didn't press the button, which again, if they were listening, they would have known we couldn't press the button, but semantics. Um, and I just said, even in the moment, I go, tell me a little bit more about that. And he goes, you know, I've just noticed that he's like, nobody has time for old people. And he was like, I really just hope that, you know, when I get to be that old, he was like, you know, people just disregard old people. And so much of what we have is because of them. And I go, I completely agree. And for the record, one hand out the window, more than enough. But I got you, bud. And then he was so much more calm. And he was like, well, yeah, thanks. I was like, no problem. And I just rolled up my window. And then it did, God bless this old man, it was, he was, <laughs> poor guy, took him a very long time to get across the road. And then people behind us, it was proving the point of the gentleman in the truck that was very angry at the top of the hour because uh, everybody was like honking at us that we were not going anywhere. So I was like, all right, dude had a point. But the whole point of that, which was like, oh yeah, we don't ever do anything just because. I mean, yeah, some people are assholes, but it's even still, it's like, Trump didn't become Trump because like he was really well loved and grew up in a household where he felt secure and all of his needs were taken care of. You know what I mean? So that dose of empathy, that ability for us to slow down when like we are met with that anger. And so then of course it causes us to be angry and especially if they're not saying the thing that we want to. So just that gentle reminder of maybe somebody else just has a trigger of something and maybe this idea of us slowing down and paying attention to ourselves and breaking down the narratives and things that we have taken on as fact and doctrine over the last couple of years and really looking at them and going over them with a fine tune, fine tune comb. That's not it. Fine tooth comb. Name of my next comedy special. Um, you know, it's, uh, it starts at home as they say. You guys, that's it for me. I'm Rachel LaForce. You know where to find me. I'll see you next week. Tune out, tune in. Love you, mean it. Time.